Hello and welcome to uh, this fortnight episode of the Blueprint Review on, Podcast. On monthly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we had a bit of a break. Uh, I'd like no, to we say <laughs> I'd like to say it was uh, I'd like to say it was down to the Easter holidays, but it wasn't. Uh, we had some technical problems. Uh, we. I had some technical <laughs> problems, and it all went horribly wrong. And rather than re-recording, we decided to skip. Um, an episode. So anyway, so just to clarify, we did record the podcast. It was all done. It was brilliant. It was amazing. And, um, it was the best one ever. And it wasn't recording. It was actually very good. I am deeply, deeply sorry, <laughs> all of our <laughs> reviewers, viewers, <laughs> listeners. Um, anyway, so um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and uh, Lindsay's not with us today, but we still have myself, uh, Jacob, and. We have Darren and Laura, and almost as always, as I say, um, only Lindsay missing it, my usual trick. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> talk about any sort of news. That went horribly wrong. Um, news. Uh, I guess the big news that we all were going to talk about is... Um, Which starts today. Starts today. Yeah, First starts reviews today. are coming already of Woody Allen's film. Cool. What have they been like? I've not um, seen them. That it's good. Really entertaining, but... He's sort of lost a lot of the... Well, he's lost it for a long time. A lot of the weight, I suppose, and a lot of the... You know, it's just like a nice, entertaining film. And as always, it's a bit of a kind of a Paris wankfest. and sort of goes through each decade a different city. And I think this time it's um, Paris. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been quite positive. Not not mind-blowing, but kind of a good, solid Woody Allen film. But I still think a good, solid Woody Allen film is better than most things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, we'll see. Um, I'm glad at keeping track with some of his uh, later ones actually I've only seen a couple of the more recent ones um, Vicky Christine Barcelona which is good that was um, good I really like that so that last year it came was it last year? like a few years uh, ago it's now. a couple of years ago fuck I see, but yeah obviously gutted that we're not at Cannes this year yeah no it would have been the most relevant time to go usually we just go and yeah. don't really do much and just but this time it would have been really good yeah because can you imagine you know we could have done Video blogs to the side. We can Podcast do... live from Cannes would have been brilliant. Yeah, in the film while we're watching it, speaking really oh, yeah. loud, recording our like, commentary over the top. You could hear the bouncers drag us <laughs> out. Interviews with the famous stars. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's my job, I think. When, uh, is that what you want to do, is it? Yeah, yeah. Flush a bit of boob. Yeah. I, I'd just yeah, have I'd interviews. That. <laughs> I'd have drunk. Class than that. <laughs> I'd have interviews with drunken wannabes in the pub, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but anyway, yeah, we're not, let's go to it. But next year, definitely going to happen. Definitely going to go. And by then, hopefully, the site would have moved on. And, yeah. But we'll really integrate it. But it's going to be, a, you know, for us as a company. I don't know why I'm talking about it now. But <laughs> as a company, but as for the site as well, it's going to be really good. But yes, it can on. I mean, what films, I mean, what what do people think? I mean, it's. Te- I mean, the thing is with it, as always, it's a bit, it frustrates people. It's a bit annoying that it's the same directors mm. or every time. It's a bit annoying. But, you know, what are people's thoughts? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. But there are some interesting... There's quite a few films that I'm in, interested to net, hear about, really. Uh, like Tree of Life. And uh, mm. we need to talk about Kevin. Uh, that one, that's obviously the only British entry um, this year for the for the Pando. The, the British entry, which is great. Lin-Mandy's, you know, really like it. <laughs> Token? Well, yeah, I mean, can is a little bit like that. Um, I mean, do any country have two representatives? <clears throat> Probably America. <laughs> Probably, yeah, I can't think now. Um, but um, so that's good. Um, but, but, but this year, like the big thing about it, is that there's a lot of women directors yeah. who are represented in all the sort of um, all the different competitions and stuff, which yeah. is good. Is, is that intentional? 
No, I hope not. I hope no, not. Yeah. I don't think it is. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's just... No, they're all... They certainly don't feel forced. They, they're quite some of the stronger ones that I'm quite looking forward to. Like, like um, when you talk about Kevin, that's uh, Lynn Ramsey. Uh, it's just some... There just happens to be quite a few yeah, decent looking films. Yeah, I don't think it's tokenism at all. I think it is just... There's just a lot of drug films, which is obviously really great. Um, but um, I think that's one of the one, ones I'm most interested in. Obviously, the book's really controversial. For, oh, it's a classic, unfilmable book. That people go on about, and um, but if anybody you know, kind of it's great. I mean, Lovely Bones, for example, she was originally attached to Lovely Bones, wasn't she? And obviously, Lovely Bones turned out to be an absolute fucking abomination. Mm. Cheers, Peter Jackson. Haven't made a good film since um, Heavenly Creatures. But um, so he messed that up. I think a lot of people disagree with you. Yeah, I reckon a lot of people would as well. But (laughs) anyway, um, so and that's a shame that she didn't get to do that. Um, But I think it's great. I think it's a Mm. can't wait to see what you know kind of response it gets. Having never been to Cannes before myself and being a bit useless, I have not really much of an idea what it what it is about actually and what happens there, what goes on. Can you uh, enlighten me? Well, there's sort of two aspects to it really. There's the competitions, um, which is sort of what I, su- I suppose definitely what interests us and what interests most people. But then it's also I think it's the biggest film market place. Although some, I, don't know if, I don't know if Sundance has taken over, but basically can, was, and probably yeah, still is. Sundance is quite big now. But, yeah, but I'm in terms of the marketplace, in, in terms of, it's where deals get done, it's where films get made, it's where definitely where films get sold. Um, it's got a massive marketplace that you can walk around and it's just... What do you mean like, by where films get made? Is it how people meet? Sorry, not, not literally, yeah. It's for like where people, films get funded and deals get done and you have, you know, people, industry execs have meetings and, and you know, get confirmed funding. But also, people who make films given to sales agents and all the sales agents all over the world are in these massive halls and they have all their films on show and there are screenings specifically for these films so people go watch them and maybe then buy them for their territory so it's where people buy and sell films so there's that and then the competition and what's great is when you go um, you can watch everything so you can watch mm. all the competition stuff you can watch all the marketplace stuff so I mean you I mean, literally yeah. films that are coming out now we saw at Cannes last year yeah, like that. I, I noticed that in the, looking at the release dates uh, today, in, in a couple of weeks, the Palermo shooting comes out, which is Vin Vendor's film from about three years ago, so you know, we were, went to Cannes. Uh, well, it wasn't even the last time we went to Cannes, it was the time before, I think. So it, it, it does take a while. So, some of the films don't even come out at all. There's been loads that I've seen that just have never seen the light of day. Um, Any good ones that never see the light of day? Uh, probably not, that's why they don't no, do that. No, seen, so, um, there's definitely some more, some more of the really weird outhousey ones that just don't really go anywhere else. There's one there's one I saw, I won't say it's brilliant, but there's one called The Two Gates of Sleep that I saw last time I went to Cannes. And I, I was really tired, so I was struggling to sit through it because it's a very slow film, but at the same time it's beautifully made. It's like, be- it looked incredible. And so that was a, that was quite an impressive film, but but it, it didn't grab my interest, mainly because I was knackered. But um, but yeah, that that's I've not heard anything of that since really. And you get quite a lot of films that just sort of play in festivals, and that's about it. They don't have enough of a, a, a sell really to them. Um, so that's their life, yeah. But the stuff even like like obviously Blue Valentine and Catfish and stuff like that. I've watched you know recently. There's all that can last year mm. and stuff. And yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and it means you get more of mix. And when, when most people think about can, they think about the uh, sort of the big. Uh, the, the ones that are in competition and stuff like that which are all the very out house very serious sort of uh, well not always very serious but generally quite like high profile a, a capital A out house sort of films yeah. whereas um, whereas in the marketplace you get everything you get all these 
random like i saw the moomins movie there uh, i've seen like i watch loads of trashy like action movies and horror movies and, and things like that um, and my friend just for example he um, he runs a, a horror festival um, and he goes to Cannes every year to find horror films for his festival and um, because you can meet the directors and get them to come over and stuff like that so it's not just about the competition and the sort of yeah. the big banner films that you hear. Network. But then, but, but then on top of that, they not, obviously they have the the big the Pandora, the big competition films, which. Um, but then they also have premieres of mega blockbuster films. Like there's Indiana Jones last was it last year? Last year was Wall Street Two. This year they've got Kung Fu Panda Two, which has been getting some good reviews. Pirates of the and Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and then Midnight in Paris, Woody Allen film. They're not part of the competition, but they they, they usually bookend the festival. They have start off like okay. it's a country panda and Midnight in Paris just started the festival, and at the end they'll have another big oh, film. That, yeah, that's kind of like a music festival, isn't it? Like bookend. Yeah, so they have them kind of big ones. Then they have competition, but aside from even within the competition, they have other things like directors fortnight, and they have um, oh, what's it called the cam the camera door, which is about first time filmmakers, and so they have. Even smaller films, mm-hmm. they're giving them a profile. It is, in honesty, it is an amazing festival because you can. I mean, it, but not just that. Even when you attend it, it's amazing because you can watch, you can watch some marketplace film, you can watch some really independent films, some big block. You can watch films all day, every day, which is why Dave goes. Okay. Or you can. <laughs> but, but aside from that, you, you can, can also schmooze. Yeah, there's loads of yeah. free stuff. The amount of free stuff yeah. is amazing. Parties, free drinks. It's and it's boiling weather. It's on a beach. Yeah. It's I, the more I talk about it, the more I'm gutted. I'm not there. I know, I'm just I'm not there. <laughs> I mean, as I say, like the first time I went, I watched um, thirty films. I think it was. I must be at least thirty. Films. Was you there the whole lot, or you only went for half? Did you? I was, I was there the whole lot the first time. Oh, okay. Last time I, I was only there for a few days. But I was still squeezing fifteen movies. I think. So, so yeah, for me, I, I just love to marathon. Can't wait to go next year. Yeah. Cool. Anything? Any other thoughts on Cam? Um, no, I suppose. All I know is I heard today on the radio that Robert De Niro is going to be there and Uma Thurman is going to be there, and that is about the extent of my knowledge. Mm. Really? Well, yeah. Robert De Niro is the head, head of the jury. Is I thought, no, no, it, yeah, 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 yeah. But Jude Law is also on it, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so I guess it's a small case of listening out for what uh, the sort of buzz is, I guess, on some of the, mm. some of the films that are coming out. It's a. Uh, it's, uh, Oh, it's going to be well, by the time we do the next podcast, that'll be over. So it'd be great mm. to then yeah. have a bit of a sort of retrospective on it and have a little yeah. chat. And instead of looking at uh, the reviews and things, I've uh, been a bit rubbish online recently. I mean, literally today's the first day. Have you all been a bit rubbish recently? Yeah, Is that the general gist? In general, yeah. <laughs> 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 cool. And um, any other news? Uh, any other news that anyone wants to talk about? A couple of things. Well, actually, well, it's you know the Total Recall remake. Mm. Then it's not going to be set on Mars. It's okay. just set on Earth against sort of like two. A backdrop. Two, two um, sort of obviously set in the future, yeah. but these sort of two like socio political sort of like one of them's called Euro America, which is obviously like the United States of Europe, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And then another one, some kind of, and it's about that, and it's about he becomes a spy for one of those. Yeah. So what? It's Surely totally a sort different of... film. Why don't you just make a different film? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think this essence of it is the same. Is the, you know, everything yeah. else is the same, but unless they just don't want to reveal it, but then why? Oh, I don't know. Fucking weird, but that was... I don't know. Is, is it a Philip K. Dick one, that? Yeah. That's what we saw. Yeah. Because I, I wonder, I mean, I've not read the book, but I wonder if maybe it's been more closer to the book. I, I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, 
Oh, so maybe the Johnny Cabs are going to be gone. No. And um, and obviously the three-breasted lady. <laughs> and when his head head blow head blow starts, his eyes start popping. When he goes out, yeah. Oh, I don't know. And, I don't know. Unless it's a ploy, who knows? But um, anything else in the news world that's relevant or interesting? There's um, there was one thing I heard today about uh, there are rumours uh, Keanu Reeves is in talks to be in the live-action Akira remake, which. It the sounds fucking in general And Keanu Reeves' involvement. It's, and... it's so difficult. Akira is obviously brilliant. Yeah. And in a sort of, a, you know, in a way, you do think it would be great as, if they could, someone could pull yeah. it off. But the fact that Keanu Reeves is attached to yeah. it. Keanu Reeves cannot pull anything off. <laughs> he can bet he can pull himself off. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Bill and Ted, I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say Yeah, but that's... Yeah. It works Bill and Ted because that's... The, yeah. He is just himself. Wouldn't and a dickhead. Mind yeah. yeah. There might be a new Bill and Ted out. Actually, that's another rumor mm-hmm. I've been hearing. Why don't they combine the two? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <Brilliant>. Canada and Akira. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got the two. <laughs> Canada and Akira's excellent adventure. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. I think but, bogus journeys be more and more um, apt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I'm the same. I, I I just can't see how it'd work in live action. But if somebody can do it, then Game, but who would you, who would you reckon would be a great director for it? You, have oh, you seen Akira? Do you, have you no. ever heard of Akira? No. Oh, you're you're you you liked anime a few years ago and give the game about, didn't you? It'd be, um... Oh yeah, because that was <laughs> only a few years ago. Yeah. I, I hope we started before Akira. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I'm about yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got into. I did get into anime quite recently, and I did get into it because of Ghibli. But that doesn't mean that I'm kidding. I was teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah, when when it's a very different so I, thought, I wondered if it was. Anime, it when anime familiar. first came over, yeah. it was a company yeah, called yeah. Manga, mm. which yeah. brought it brought it out, which kind of brought the first big wave over in the nineties. Yeah. And Akira was late eighties, but it, it was to us in and that years. yeah, in the nineties, that was the that the the masterpiece mm. anime is a film called Akira, and it is brilliant. Mm. Coming out on Blu-ray soon, actually. Yeah. Oh really? Cool. Cleaned up on. Yeah, I imagine I'd say. Can also remember there's an Akira game plan for the SNES. That me and my mate Roger was really excited about reading it in the magazines and stuff, and it just never came out. No. Good. <laughs> we, we still joke about it now. Oh, when's Akira out? I think it's coming out at Christmas time. Um, cool. Any other, any, any, any other news? Mm, no, nothing. Nothing of interest. No. Cool. Uh, well, I guess uh, what we're going to try and start to do actually in uh, the next feature. We generally talk about trailers, don't we, after news? But what we figured is, rather than just go on about dozens of trailers that we think look rubbish, is uh, is basically we're all going to try and think of one film that's coming out soon that we may or may not have seen a trailer for and uh, and just talk about why we're um, excited about it, really. Um, I guess I can start, because mine's linked to Can is one film that I'm definitely interested in seeing, especially after the trailer, because I was quite impressed by the trailer, is uh, Melancholia, um, which is the uh, Lars von Trier's uh, latest film. The end of the world. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but I've not actually seen any Lars von Trier films at all. You've never seen any? No, not at all. I don't know why. I just keep because I don't get any ninjas them. in it. I think it must, it must <laughs> be. The reason. I just keep avoiding it. I think. I think when they first sort of came out, and um, I think the whole dogma movement when when it was first around bothered me. And I was not that interested in it. These days, I am quite interested in it. I, I want to check those early films out. I just haven't got round to it. And uh, I think as well, I guess that they, they, they're not. They didn't get huge releases of a lot of the films, so it's, it's hard to track them down unless you get them on DVD or whatever. And I don't know, there's always something... They always looked a bit of a chore to watch, so I was a bit like, ugh, I never wanted to buy them. I was like, I'll watch it if it's there. 
But um, so I just never got around to watching them. But uh, I don't know. Um, I definitely need to remedy that. And uh, by the looks of this trailer, it looks quite very different from uh, a lot of his work. Actually, uh, it looks it looks bleak. Um, but it also oh, yeah, looks really different. Really, well, yeah, <laughs> not really different. So it, the same on that aspect. But it looks gorgeous. Um, I mean, from what I've, the clips I've seen of Antichrist, that's quite a quite nicely shot. But obviously, going back to his dogma days, then um, they just look like shit on purpose, I guess. Um, although, obviously, before the dogma movement, he did stuff like the kingdom and and uh, and, and all that sort of business. But um, for me, I always just see images of the idiots and all that sort of stuff. So what is it about melancholia? Um, I've not seen the trailer now, honestly. But um... it's about the end of the world, uh, basically. There's a there's some sort of asteroid or rogue moon planet or something that's heading towards the Earth, and the planet is called Melancholia, and it's heading towards the Earth, and it's basically going to kill everyone. And that's I think basically the story is uh, Kirsten Dunst is getting married around the same time, and uh, it looks very weird. It looks it looks very strange and sort of. Uh, very bleak and very dark, but it looks gorgeous and the trailer is really nicely put together. Very, very just dramatic, big classical music going off and everything. And it just looks interesting. It looks, it looks different. And I'm and sure it will. I mean, that's the thing with his films. I'm not his biggest fan, and he himself is a bit of a prick. And some of them are a chore, chore to watch. Mm. And he, he does force the controversy, I feel. Mm. But um, his films are always worth watching, they're always interesting. All of it, all the ones I've seen. Mm. Were ever, all, but and actually, Antichrist, which I thought I would hate, I actually think is kind of a brilliant film. Mm. I think it's easily the best. Yeah. I really do. But um, that's such crazily mixed reviews. That actually. yeah, oh, I can see I why. Yeah. If you when you see it, it is there is a um, there's a. I mean, people say that the, the, the kind of point where you either with it or against it is when the, there's a fox that talks, mm. and it just goes like chaos reigns. That's all it says, like that. Um, but I know that's when people are going to go, what? And some people kind of are completely with it by that point. So that's usually, but um, I thought it was amazing. And it is fucking shocking. Especially because I wasn't quite sure. I'd oh, heard... back to Antichrist with you, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it was because we were talking about our own trailer. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> And because I'm, you know, kind of turns me on when I think Clitoris is being cut off. Uh. Gets me off. Um, and... Um, no. But yeah, Dogville. Yeah, but but yeah, Melancholia. I mean, I, I need to watch the trailer. I should watch that. Yeah. So you, you recommend that then? Yeah, that, I'm I'm interested in watching. Because that's it can, but Tree of Life is a can. Completely side point. Did you know there's dinosaurs in that film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the oh. fuck? There's all sorts. There's dinosaurs up to like future space travel. It's it, it's just epic by the sounds of things. I'm really interested in Tree of Life. That'd be my other choice. Tree of Life is, um, we chatted about it on the last podcast, which we didn't actually, um, <laughs> which wasn't recorded. Um, and that's the one by... Um, brilliant. Yeah, pretentious. Uh, oh, my brain. Terrence Malick. Yeah, Terrence Malick. Um, and his film, which you watch the trailer, it looks like this sort of like very, very worthy sort of life epic. And I just found out they had dinosaurs in the other day. I was like, what? <laughs> and space. And space. Maybe it's like the circles of life cycle. Yeah, I think it's oh, definitely. Yeah. It's called the definitely. tree of life. Yeah. Sometimes it's to, um, you know, like educational videos. For... Is that what it is? <laughs> That's what I reckon it is. Is that what he made it for, for schools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt showing us how the world came about. Yeah. Awesome. To Sean Penn. Um, yeah, so, uh, what, well, I've, I've watched a few trailers, actually. Um, Don't which, is, which is unusual <laughs> for me. Um, and one more just came into to my head that I would have actually liked to talk about. But unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it <laughs> that well. I wonder if you can remember. It's called 
um, Mary Martha. Oh, oh that's, yeah. that's on the trailer watch. Um, it's Mary uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about that one instead, sorry. Mm, and with that, the green yeah. something else, I'm talking about that one. Um, because I can remember more of it. Yeah, the reason I was watching lots of trailers was um, because I was doing the trailer story on the website. And it was just that, um, so one particularly got stuck in my head, which was the one that I was writing about. But I'm not talking about that. I'm going to talk about, sorry, I'm going off on one. I'm going to talk about this one. Um, it's a thriller. Um, and it's uh, it's this, sort of the trailer opens with this, this woman um who in a phone box and she's ringing someone and she's obviously really, really distressed. But then um, you, I think what it does is it, you find out why and she's been in this sort of like country retreat and she doesn't quite know where she is. And things keep happening to her and she's not sure whether they're real or not. And um, so um, it's kind of like you see clips of her and the people that she's with. I'm not quite sure who they are, but the people who she's with and, and sometimes they're doing really strange things like they're handing her a gun and asking her to shoot someone but then you also see clips of her talking to them like she's saying something's happened and then they don't know that it's happened so I'm quite interested I think the reason mm. that I'm interested I'm kind of interested to find out what actually the case is like is it yeah. her imagination how much is it her imagination and and what's the, I imagine it's a lot to do with her mm. kind of like psychological well-being I'm quite interested yeah, I, I I was quite impressed by that. It's um, I think it won it according to the trailer. As well. Yeah, according to the trailer, I think it won best director at Sundance, which, um, which obviously must be a good thing. So, um, oh yeah. yeah, I read that on your trailer yeah. watch. Thing. I'm uh, I'm definitely interested in watching that one. It looks good. Um, yeah, I don't know which one to. Do. I mean, I, two films I look forward to quickly. Project name, project name. Sorry, project. I'm American then. Project name is the monkey one who learns sign language and lives mm. with a family. I'm obviously sort of attracted to that because of my obsession with monkeys. But also just because it sounds exactly like Project X. And Project X is about a monkey who can learn sign language, and surely that Project X must have been inspired from that. Anyway, yeah. anyway but, um, but what I do want, probably want to chat about um, is a film called The Future, which is by... Oh, what's her name? Um, oh, begins with M, I'm sure. Miranda somebody. Oh, anyway, the woman who did um, Me, You and Everyone We Know. Miranda yeah. July? I don't know. Is it Julie Miranda or Miranda Julie? <laughs> I thought it was July, like the month. I might be talking. I don't know. No, I think it is something like that. Anyway, anyway, the film. Um, I mean, it's 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 like her other work in terms of sort of tone. You know, that kind of quirky character, mm. the indie piece. But this, um, but, but this looks. I mean, this looks great. Um, it's basically about this couple who were um, want to adopt this cat because they know it's got six months to live and they want to just adopt this cat. And then they find out that if they really love the cat then maybe the cat will live for five years. So that kind of freaks them out, and they think, and it sort of like changes their perspective in terms of they think, what if we only had six months to live? That would sort of change our way that we would live our lives. And then they sort of then proceed to change the way they live their life as if they only had six months, like 300 days to live. Yeah. Or 30, 300 days, no, whatever, 30 yeah, days, I think. I think, no, I think that's what it is. Like like, if we only had 30 days to live, what would we do? So they do a day at a time, and they're like living their life like, they're getting closer to, to death, I think, yeah. and it's meant to be quite a spiritual sort of, you know, it's like Tree of Life, but the indie version. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it looks, yeah, I think it looks, it looks, it looks interesting. I was actually disappointed with me, you and everyone we know. I thought it is exactly the kind of film that I think looks amazing, and that I really, you know, that kind of Wes Anderson style, and that I, you know, kind of really respond to. But um, but saying that, I'm still really looking forward to it. So yeah, um, yeah we'll see. Yeah, I quite like the thing. 
I couldn't quite work out at the beginning whether the voiceover was some child, and then I suddenly realised it was the cat. So I'm quite. And what's really weird is that they, it does the voiceover, but on the cat's paws. Yeah. But they're clearly puppets, and but the the, yeah. the, the cat sort of moves. But then when it comes to the wide, it's clearly just a cat. Yeah. So it looks really yeah. weird, but stylistically, and I think the it cat looks... is a completely seems like to me a completely different colour to the paws, which. Is but that, but that's probably revealed in the film. But, um, I don't know, but, but yeah. Yeah, that's good. that's what side I'm I'm looking for is that kind of quirkiness, that kind of mm-hmm. weirdness. Cool. Awesome. Lots to look forward to then. Uh, well, I guess we can move on to what we have watched in the series. Well, haven't we? Oh, we've, we've watched plenty, especially <laughs> since it's been a month. But we might, we might skim through, skip, skip over a few that we watched it like three or four weeks ago. Should we skip over the, should we do some quick fire reviews of, um, of the earlier ones? No, what should we do One sentence each. Let's do a one sentence each of some of the earlier stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll start then, I guess. I saw Cave of Forgotten Dreams, uh, which, one sentence review. Whatever, uh, this is, I mean, not the, the, uh, I quite enjoyed it. I thought the 3D was effective and it really brought you there to see this, this, these amazing cave paintings. Um, and I found it very interesting hearing about the sort of history of art and creativity. But um, I did feel that uh, um, Werner Herzog did go off a bit on his, his random sort of uh, spiritual tangents now and again, which just felt a bit... Felt a bit bollocks occasionally, but but um, overall, I, I, it was a solid documentary. I quite enjoyed it. Excellent. Is, would you say it's the best use of 3D you've seen? I, mm, that, that might come into a, 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 a further conversation, but it, it was it was more... Well, did you watch Thor in 3D? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that it? Did yeah. you like... I thought the 3D thought was brilliant. Oh, I was joking. I thought you were going to say you watched Pina. Oh, we never no, watched no. it in 3D. But uh, I'll we'll get on to that. that in a minute. Well... And then it's less. I guess for for this film, it was more. It's the most, not necessarily the most, the best th- quality three D I've seen, but it's pr- it is probably the most justifiable use of three D I've seen. And we're talking about we'll talk about Thor later, but um, Thor wasn't necessarily justifiable three D, but it was very well done. But I'll talk yeah. about that later. But yeah. yeah, what has everyone else seen? Um, so the one that I saw a few weeks ago, uh, the well, not the only one, but one of. Um, the amazing, oh, let me get this the right. Extraordinary, the extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc Sec, uh, which was a French film, as you might have told by the title, um, her name. And um, it was it was kind of, uh, I guess, a bit of a mixture between uh, fantasy and adventure. Um, and lots and lots of different things happened in it that were fairly weird, like a... Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of the Pterodactyl. 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 Um, hatching from an egg. And it was all to do with this this guy who was some kind of physis- magical physicist who could sort of think, you know, think things to life in a way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, but it was also about this, this woman whose sister was on the verge of death. And she had to go on this big adventure to find... This woman? This... Do you mean the aforementioned Adele Bansley? Adele Bansley, yeah. yes, of course. And and she had to go on this journey to find um, to find a, a Egyptian, and I'm talking about historic Egyptian, as in mummies, um, to doctor to save her sister, who of course had to be brought to life by this uh, amazing physicist. <laughs> anyway, um, it was it was it was good. I enjoyed it to a certain extent, but I just. Unfortunately, I, I just think that there wasn't enough weight to it. It sort of things kind of happened to it, and and the story was sort of solid enough, but it 
there just wasn't I didn't really engage with the characters like enough and there were some great moments in it but I wasn't really with the story I don't think so but all in all it was it was kind of okay I watched um, I'm just thinking of old, old films The Submarine which is sort of in a way similar to the future and in terms of tone and things which you know I was kind of really looking forward to it, kind of a British indie version of Wes Anderson um, but um, I, I thought it was absolutely ab- abysmal film like truly not just crap I thought it was awful and just didn't work on absolutely any level it was just forced it was like some sort of like GCSE kid with a camera who's just watched Rushmore trying to make his own film but got an amazing cinematographer because it did look amazing surprising actually I've, I've, I've heard a few good things about this film but um... Oh well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have said some good things about it, but I mean, it is just really bad. It's just that primarily it's badly written. I mean, you can't, I mean, although some of the performances are really bad, I mean, like Paddy Considine is terrible in it, but still, but he's not, you know, he's obviously brilliant. So it is primarily the script. It's just trying to be quirky, trying to be mm. funny mm. at every opportunity and just fails every single time. It Within the dialogue, within the characterisation, it tonally just doesn't get it right. And even just within the story as well, you, you, this, the, again, it's similar to what Laura said about Adele Blanc's sex. You just don't engage with it. You don't care about anything that's happening in the film whatsoever. And it's just, mm. I thought it was terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, I think the thing that Wes, Wes Anderson films do or at their, their base is they have these kind of, the, char- the characters are there. They have, they have these, real, these real flaws and you kind of believe it and you're with them. But that, that, was, that was the problem with that is sort of it was very similar to that style but the, the characters all of the characters just seemed so fake and so there was a, there wasn't enough depth depth to them so I think that was a big problem that film yeah. anything else from like a few weeks ago that um, you've seen not at the cinema there's there's been a few that recent-ish things I've seen on DVD and Blu-ray I don't know if it's worth mentioning those or have you got anything else at the cinema a, a Limitless Okay. So limitless. So that was another absolute pile of sh- pile of shit. Um, it was just. I mean, the thing is, when I was watching it, I, it's not boring. I wasn't bored by it. Um, I watched it, and I was, you know, I was relatively entertained in a, in a way. But it was quite frustrating. Again, primarily the writing. It was. Either, I mean, the concept's quite interesting. You know, about this get this writer who you know, kind of meets his kind of ex-girlfriend's brother who was a drug dealer and is now isn't, and then gives him this pill which then lets him access 100% of his brain. And then he becomes this sort of genius and plays the stock market and gets becomes a multimillionaire. And, I mean, that's a general point. Yeah, it's quite interesting. It's like a Twilight Zone type of thing. And, it's, you know, and then gangsters come on board and everyone's, everybody wants a bit of him and, and a bit of what he's got, obviously. But it is just so ludicrous even within the kind of silliness it creates in the world, it goes. It still doesn't kind of blend together. Like it's just set piece after set piece, and nothing's connected. Nothing really makes sense. It just sort of happens on this sort of train, and it's just and it's frustrating because of that. Because it's just why is this happening? And this is it's like it puts them in a situation and then creates the most ridiculous solution possible. <laughs> and it's just oh yeah and he the main actor in it he is so shit it's unreal he is not a leading man in any way shape or no. he cannot carry a film he's got no weight or depth to him whatsoever he's just showing off at every turn yeah it was just yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah but that's because it was like a, a, a yeah, small yeah, part yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a simple very simple 
do one thing mm. clearly on this. He, he just doesn't have that no, way. Yeah. Even when he's playing the down and out right at the beginning, oh. he still isn't. You know what I mean? It's yeah. There's no kind no. of spread to it. It's just he's just a cocky, arrogant cunt all the way through. In the same way that he was in the A team, and the same in the way he's in the Hangover. Yeah, it's yeah. just like that's all he can do. We need a cocky, arrogant cunt. But, get Bradley yeah, fucking Cooper for a film like that. <laughs> that tries to be a bit more. Yeah, it wasn't that. working. So yeah, it was yeah. an absolute mess and. Pretty much, yeah, pretty shit. But, but, but whenever Robert De Niro came on board, even if he had the most ridiculous dialogue and he was exposition king, you know what I mean? It, it, I think because everything else was so shit, he just got, had so yeah. much sort of gravitas. He needs to start getting some good roles again. It's been a, yeah. a long time since he's done anything good. Come on, Robert. The best thing he's been in good. recently, he only had a small part of him, it was probably Stardust. And yeah, he had his minor yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't brilliant. You know, he I enjoyed him. I enjoyed Stardust. He wasn't oh, brilliant. Oh, Stardust's amazing. I mean, that bit's made me cringe a, t- a touch. Yeah, yeah, he's had a few roles like that, hasn't he, recently? And that's just sort of like taking the mickey roles, out yeah. of himself. Yeah. Which is fair enough to do, but he's taking it too far now. It's like, just go yeah. back to being yourself. Stop taking yeah. the piss out of it. It's just yeah. like... Because in this, he plays a sort of like a hardened sort of yeah. egg business exec. And it's, and it's you know, it's great. It's the old Robert Mack. <clears> yeah. There you go, one sentence review, everybody. Have you seen... In terms of proper stuff, that uh, proper stuff, more recent proper films, uh, I, I'll briefly talk about Water for Elephants. Which Do you I, want to? <laughs> yeah. Water for Elephants, uh, I wouldn't normally go see this film, I must admit, it's not for me, so take what, take what I say against this film with a pinch of salt, because some people might really enjoy it. But for me, it was... It was solid. It was sort of solidly performed. Uh, like Robert Pattinson, fair dues. He did. He did a decent job. Did he really? Uh, yeah, he was all right. I, didn't, oh. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't like, oh god, he's amazing. But um, but no, he it, it wasn't. He it didn't. He didn't seem wooden or anything did like he that. He brood a lot. He, he did do a lot of brooding. <laughs> so it wasn't. He wasn't stretching himself. But uh, but I didn't have a problem with him at all. Um, Christoph Waltz was playing the usual character he's starting to play now. But but he did a good job. Reese Witherspoon was fine. But um, it's just. It's just painfully predictable. As soon as it starts, it's like, right, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. And it all did. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just really sappy and, and just predictable. And just, I, you just lose interest because there's nothing fresh there. There's nothing interesting there. Um, so, no, I, I didn't really I didn't really enjoy it. But it's a solidly made film. So people who want some sort of Sunday afternoon, uh, like... Uh, I don't know. Have it with your afternoon tea. Yeah, have it with your afternoon tea. Watch yeah. it. Watch it on <laughs> ITV or something like that whilst you're um, whilst you're cooking After yourself a salad. But, uh, cooking cooking yourself a salad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, it, so it's light fluff that some people might enjoy, but for me, no, I, I wasn't interested. And um, so to, I don't really have much more to say about it. Were there honest. elephants in it? Oh yeah, there's well, there's a big elephant in it. Did you see um, the elephant poo? Yes. Uh, not does, much, Did Robert Patterson and Reese Witherspoon fuck while smearing the elephant poo all over themselves? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, no. Uh, well, that was, that was watching that over your cooked salad. <laughs> yeah. the um, although, speaking of animals, actually, there was one random effect sequence at the end where all the, all the animals go loose and start terrorising everything. It's horribly it. done. It's like a really terrible, terrible oh, sort yeah, of green screen. But um, that looked awful. But, uh, but anyway... It was it was it was very bland, um, but for a bit of fluff, it was well made, I guess. Yeah, that's about all I've got to say. Me next. Uh, I've seen the Lincoln Lawyer, um, which uh, is obviously courtroom <clears throat> drama. 
I guess the Lincoln comes from, I did manage to miss the first couple of minutes actually, but I'm guessing the Lincoln comes from the fact that he drives around in a Lincoln. That's why he's called the Lincoln lawyer. Um, that's, that's as much as I get from it. Is it not where he lives then? Is it? No, I think it's because he drives around in a Lincoln and the idea is he does a lot of work in his car. I've not I think seen that's film, the idea, but <laughs> I missed the beginning, so I don't entirely know. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if I was quite surprised and maybe Matthew McConaughey has, has been in more sort of kind of more slightly more serious films but I was quite surprised with him actually I'm so used to seeing him um, and I say so used I don't watch that many rom-coms but in those kind of roles yeah. where he just um, you know takes his shirt off all the time yeah. and, and, and gives it a little wink which he kind of had that kind mm. of character it was kind of a little bit that kind of character like that smooth talking yeah. and it gets everyone inside kind of character but um, yeah. yeah the actual the, the story itself a little bit predictable, you know, you kind of knew where the twists and turns were coming to an extent, but an enjoyable film, quite a, a solid film, I think, is, is how I've heard everyone pretty much describe mm. it. And um, and it, I think it looked quite good as well. I, I did quite like the yeah. look of it. And um, and well acted as well. Yeah. Like most people like really sort of I guess, played it well. I guess Matthew McConaughey, it, to me, it seems like I guess he has become a bit typecast with these sort of romantic comedies. He's done a load of films like this before, The Grisham. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say, but it sounds as though... Of course, yeah. Because because that's what I was saying. I think it's been a while since he did those films. I I imagine it's him trying to bring some of that credibility back. I I don't know, he's become a little bit of a joke with all these rom-coms recently. Um, So maybe maybe his attempt, maybe he saw this, okay, I, I got a lot of praise for Time to Kill and... And there's something similar again, so I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, he's got a minute in a way, just, just li- hearing you chat about it. It's like, yeah, it made me, going back to Limitless, he's sort of got what kind of a Bradley Cooper, is that his name, Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Yeah. That, that doesn't at all, where he has the sort of kind of cocky, hmm. you know, kind of good, good with his... But he's also got weight to it. But he's got a lot yeah. more sort of depth to the... Which, yeah. you know, he kind of think, actually, Matthew McConaughey was in Limitless, it'd probably be a much yeah. better film. But it's not, that's the thing with him, it's not just one thing, like, he's got that element to him, but he can... I guess show other emotions, other other <laughs> things. You know, it's not just this one sort of cocky character, and that obviously him. makes the cockiness all the more. I was going to say poignant, but that's not the right word. But sort of gives it that extra edge. It's it's nice when it happens. Just well, it's well, part well, of his character rather than it being. But also, you, you know, realise that actually, it's just a sort of a, a surface. It's just a sort yeah, of exactly. for the cat in it. Kind of yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. Really, just really. I was, in a way, I was I was disappointed with how predictable it was and how yeah. unsurprising it was in terms of you know the kind of the twist, so to speak, happens like halfway through. It's the turning point rather than a reveal at the end. So then there's nothing left for the end. Um, so it's, it's almost of, like supposedly another small twist isn't there at the end. But that's so really no, twist, it's really yeah. predictable. So yeah. so in that sense, it was disappointing that the story didn't turn as much as I was expecting it to. But it was yeah. enjoyable, was quite yeah. solid. So. Uh, yeah, I do think that was the thing, the thing that came about halfway through. I really wasn't expecting to find out whether it was that way or another way. Almost yeah, um, but for, uh, for my saw recently, we're quite surprised, obviously chatting about Submarine and Limitless and so I was really negative. I thought this one was a lot more positive. Yeah, Lincoln Lawyer was good. Also saw um, Insidious, yeah. which should be, by all accounts, like, I should be just fucking ripping it to shreds. But, I actually quite enjoyed yeah. it. Can I just say, for Peter Lindsay, who's not here, those are the two 
but talk about water for instance and insidious and those are the two the trailer, trailer stories, stories. Trailer stories. Oh, I, I, didn't know, I, I, should, I need to have a look at what she wrote and see how yeah. right she is but um, I think she's very wrong because I think it's quite surprising how the film pans out um, but um, obviously the trailer the kind of Darth Maul character and stuff like that it looks <laughs> awful but I, I, I liked it I mean the first half is you know I mean also this is like couldn't be a, a more generic low budget to an extent sort of Pretty cheesy thriller. Like, I mean, can, it, that's what it is. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's brilliant in a kind of a, it's an exorcist sort of. No. You know, it's not at all. It is nothing more than a cheap, cheesy thriller. But for, for that, I thought the first half was really great, genuinely chilling, well done. Um, then what happens is something really bizarre happens. These basically, the, the kind of story that the kid has an accident and then he goes into a coma. But it's not a coma. But he goes into this coma, and they don't, but it's not, and they don't know what's going on. Then the house is haunted, and then they start seeing ghosts, and things start happening. And, the th- and then they realise that actually maybe it's the kid who's mm-hmm. doing this, or whatever. Then they bring around, basically they get these sort of, I don't know what they're called, like exorcists, but they're not. Paranormal investigators. Paranormal investigators, yeah. And these two... Paranormal investigators. Yeah, these, so they invite, and then these two guys turn up, who may as well be the Chuckle Brothers. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's just quite a serious yeah. film. It's thriller. It's genuinely scary. These guys come up with this fucking comedy double act with these ridiculous instruments. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just goes... Ghostbusters. Oh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it is unbelievable. From that point on, it doesn't go shit because they're the only comedy kind of kind of release, I suppose. They don't work at all throughout it. They are awful in every sense of the word. And every time they speak, it's frustrating because it, just does, it do, doesn't work. Tonally, it's offset. From that point on, it goes a bit silly and ridiculous and they go into another realm. But still, for what it is, it's like, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, kind of enjoyed it. I guess with, with genre films like that and horror films and stuff like that, as long as they get their horror elements right, the genre elements right, you can still quite enjoy them quite a lot as long mm. as they mm. stick to the guns sort of thing. Yeah, and it is, yeah. I mean, that the makeup of the ghosts and stuff like that, because there's loads, loads of ghosts <laughs> to it and stuff, and it is, it is surprisingly, the way it pans out is, when you're watching it, it's not that surprising, but it's from the trailer, I think you'd be surprised at how it turns out. Okay. Um, yeah. But, um, and um, like a lot of the makeup on the ghosts and things like that are a bit, is a bit shit, mm. and it looks, it's low budget, and you can tell. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I was, I, was quite, I was very surprised. I was cool. quite impressed. I quite like that idea though that that you'd be surprised from watching the trailer and what happens. That mm. maybe the watching this on the trailer yeah. isn't telling you exactly what's yeah. going to happen. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I need to read what Lindsay wrote. But I I was surprised that how it was played out. I think she 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 pretty much said that she didn't know whether it was going to turn out that it was just this normal, predictable mm. horror sort of genre or whether it was going to do something quite strange and yeah. unusual. I think someone... Actually, sounds like it sits somewhere in the middle. I think it probably does. She was spot on with Water for Elements, pretty much. And there's one minor yeah. bit that she... She didn't get wrong, actually. It did happen in the film, but it didn't happen quite as, as she thought it would. Um, but she's pretty much spot on. <laughs> it's difficult to not predict what's going to happen in that film, as I say. Yeah, um, especially cool. from that trailer. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do the whole film. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, I guess, should we move on to Thor? I know we've all seen Thor. Yes. Yeah, we have all seen yes. Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start, I guess, Go then. On, you start. I really enjoyed it. I I, um, I enjoyed it a lot, uh, which was surprising. I didn't really expect much from it. The trailers were a bit like, oh, what, what is this? But I don't know. I just got into it. For me, the tone got spot on, sort of big, campy, sort of over the top. For, and I quite like that in a superhero film. I mean, I don't mind when superhero films take themselves very seriously and they're quite dark. 
But I think Hollywood's taken it too far and there's too many of them. So they don't become fun anymore. And this felt like an old school 80s blockbuster. Right, we're going to have fun. We're going to have these gods and, and we're going to have a few jokes and stuff. And uh, I, just, I just really enjoyed it. I think it's a bit flimsy. I think the plot, when you think about it too much, um, some of it didn't always didn't always gel. And, and the endings felt a bit anticlimactic for me. It's like, um, especially when you've got those big... Uh, what they call the frost giants are supposed to have all come through the gate or whatever and and then nothing really happens with them it's like oh what and it just becomes something else um so i, I don't know it I, it didn't blow me away but i enjoyed i enjoyed i enjoyed it a lot whilst i watched it um yeah and any, you watched it thoughts? in uh, 3d i saw it in 3d and i must say <laughs> that it's probably the best live action 3d i've seen technically it was just it didn't it didn't really have that I get really annoyed by live action 3D usually in terms of you get that weird cardboard cut out effect where it doesn't feel fully deep, if you know what I mean. You just you just have a character on one plane and layers, another plane. It's yeah. just layers. This actually felt quite nice and it didn't have any pointing shit in your face and stuff like that. It was it, it was actually just, I think it might have been like one little bit of it. Um, but it was well integrated. It, 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 didn't, it didn't annoy me and... Uh, but at the same time, I'd noticed it enough for it to be to have a point to it. I mean, as I say, it wasn't as sort of necessary as as like uh, as, as it was maybe in Cave of Forgotten Dreams. It's still, I still probably wouldn't have. I don't think it made made me enjoy the film any more than if I saw it in two D. But in terms of a te- technical level, I thought it was it was really decent three D. And it wasn't shot in three D, was it not? It's a post converted. That does surprise me actually because I, I I thought it was done really? pretty well. Yeah, because so, because. Some of the imagery in it, I would have thought that it was really, you know, it was, that they'd had that in mind. Oh, they probably did have it in mind. Yeah. But they didn't oh, shoot see, it yeah. with 3D cameras. Oh, really um, but I mean, but we, we watched it in 2D, um, just because we missed the screening. And it, one watching it in 2D, there were moments where it was like, but that looked really good. Yeah. Because in terms of, because, because actually, Asgard, is it called? Asgard or whatever yeah. it's called? Yeah. It's kind of, I think it looks great. I think the design of it all was, mm. Um, mm. was kind of brilliant in a way. Um, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing was the surprise aspect of it because yeah. I expected it to be absolutely yeah. fucking abysmal. Mm. Yeah. The trailers looked awful. I mean, I, I think the character, well, the, the idea of the character bored me senseless. So a guy with a fucking hammer, you know, <laughs> I mean, I just saw he's a god who gets taken down to earth. I was a bit like, I have no interest in this whatsoever. But then you know, it's kind of some positive buzz saying it's. Sort of so crap. It's funny, you know. It's it's fun. It's so bad. It's fun, and um, so I went to watch it, and again, just really surprised. But I didn't think it was so bad. It was no, fun. it wasn't because no, it was no. so bad. It, but it, I, I think they'd actually thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think no. it. Yeah, I don't think it was no. bad at all. No. I think it was. It was. It was fun, and it was sort of cheese is even a, a, a kind of a wrong word. I think what it was. It's like a, the, the point of the film that there's two worlds. And um, and it's and then the kind of one world, which is the, the kind of Asgard, sort of the god, you know, with the gods, and it's all heightened and it's very Shakespearean mm. and it's very lavish and grandiose. And then there's obviously Earth, and then obviously what it is is that when when those two worlds collide, a fish out of water, mm. the god comes mm. down. And I think that for me was what really made it. I mean, I, I quite liked the beginning, the opening, and yeah. when it was up there, and I quite liked the themes, and it reminded me a bit of King Lear and Hamlet. And I was like, yeah. no, I quite like this. It's a bit cheesy, a bit over the top, but I yeah. like it. But when he came down to earth, I was sold. I was like, mm. this is great. And the, I thought the, I mean, again, this, the idea of comedy in the film would have just put me off no end. But it was, I thought it just worked brilliantly because it was never forced. It was yeah, never, yeah. No. it wasn't kind of gags in a, in a sense. It was, it came from the character and it wasn't that Thor was this kind of 
you know, like most films like that. It's not like he was a gimp who came down to earth and was like, what's this magic box? Yeah, yeah. You know, or anything like that. He was baffled by their technology. The comedy wasn't like that. It was just that he he thought they was he wasn't the stupid one. The Earth things were the stupid people, and that worked brilliantly. It did, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that actually. And then, because I think the other thing as well, something that that you said that was afterwards that was it was firstly it was played played very straight. So there wasn't this this element of once he was down to earth, it just went suddenly over the top, and and you know, like you say, it was just all that he was stupid, and, and but also the other thing. Um, which I thought was a good point that, that you made afterwards was that there wasn't this idea that all these things that he then did on Earth that had comedy value had didn't they didn't hadn't needed to be set up before as as things that he would do, and um, they just happened and the comedy came from that. If they'd have been set up, we'd have we'd have probably not laughed at it as much. I think um, I think everybody said everything that I want to say about it, other than I absolutely love. The villain. What's his name again? I can't remember. Loki. 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 I, I love him. I think he's brilliant. And apparently, Shakespearean actor worked with Kenneth Branagh a lot before. No, I think he's a stage actor. He's a theatre actor. Yeah. Theatre actor. Yeah. So, um, and sad. I think that worked quite well. I really like him. From I'm some, quite of, from about some of the rumours I've heard, he's I think the villain of Avengers. The main villain. Avengers, yeah. 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 Did I you mean, guys stay to the end of the credits. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It does sort of cue him up as being one of the. Yeah. yeah, you should yeah stay stay to the end of the film. There is a bit of a, a hint towards the Avengers. Um, Samuel Jackson turns up. That yeah, honestly, ev- end of every film. If you stay to the end, Samuel Jackson turns up. <laughs> Even Star Wars, everything. Yeah. Oh well, well yeah, yeah. Even nineteen forty films. I'm sure he wasn't born. <laughs> yeah. Turns up. Yeah, speaking of the Avengers, there was also the random cameo. It wasn't until afterwards. I was, Jamie Renner. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff on Facebook about it, but Jeremy Renner's randomly in it. I was like, what the hell is that all about? Um, but then I thought, obviously, oh, it must be linked to the Avengers, and, uh, and from what is, I've yeah. heard, yeah, he's Hawkeye, yeah. which makes sense because he had his bow. I mean, that's. I mean, we were like, yeah. I mean, because I thought that was weird. Yeah. I thought it was weird because what happened was, and I thought that is weird. I don't get it because I don't know if you remember, but the shot went. He got went to the gun, yeah. hesitated, then went to the crossbow, and yeah. I thought. That's a bit weird. Yeah. And then it was Jeremy oh, Renner. I was like, yeah, yeah, why is he yeah. playing him? Why is he in this for 10 seconds? I yeah. didn't get it. And that's clearly for the nerds. I thought he was going to stay in the film for a yeah, while. Yeah, but it was clearly, clear. obviously, to set up for the Avengers. But, <laughs> I mean, but even in that, it's a bit, it's a bit silly. Because if he is Hawkeye, why would he hesitate for the gun? He'd go yeah, straight for the fucking crossbow. It's just that kind of cheesy wink to the fans, sort yeah. of. I had no idea what was going on. No, no I didn't. But, I, um, I don't know my comic books well enough. But I quite like, yeah, I quite liked um, all that. Because, yeah, just like the kind of the mythology of it all. I was, I was just really impressed. And even the idea of the sword, sword and the stone style hammer thing. Yeah, well, I was going to say about it, actually, with, um, with the whole God thing. There wasn't a huge amount made about who, what he was the God of, I didn't think. Yes, he had his hammer, but I thought he was yeah. the God of War. God of Thunder. God of Thunder. Yeah. thunder. Yeah. It didn't trigger much thunder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There wasn't, there wasn't a big thing. Well, funny you should say that. Because I'd listened to, um, I was in me, my podcast that I bring up. I was listening to a podcast of one of the writers. There was about 10 writers on it, went through loads of phases. And he, and somebody said that very same thing. For someone who's a god of thunder, we didn't really see much weather. And he went, <laughs> You will do in the future. Uh, so I think, because he was saying, Holding back. Yeah, because they, they, they were saying that about the idea of the plague of the idea of it being an origin story, but they didn't want to have like him learning how to use the hammer and that yeah. straight in, he knows how to do everything. Sort of thing. He's quite powerful straight away. Although he loses his power for a lot of the film, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He reminded me of Metroid, the game, in that yeah. sense. So you start off first level, you've got all your powers, 
technical error, you lose them all and you've got to regain them very slowly. Mm. Kind of nice little... Um, I quite like you that didn't structure. lose his strength, though, which I quite like. He did. He did, to an extent, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could beat up some humans, but he couldn't do anything other than that. He couldn't even get the hammer off the thing, could he? He did so, lose it. He, yeah, he could I beat that. He was... But he got to the hammer after... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was strong. He could but be human. He wasn't as strong yeah. as he was. But before, he could fling people. Yeah, like before that big metal guy, he probably could have sorted out quite easily. But yeah. Anyway, we're ruining the film. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, just really surprising. I thought, just yeah, just really. And the more I think about it, the more I th- you know. I kind of I want to watch it again, especially in three D. I want to watch it in three D. Yeah. But um, yeah, very surprised. Well done, Branner. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else new releases? Um, oh, I saw Cedar Rapids, but it is so fucking probably one of the worst films I've seen in years. <laughs> it is just painful, and I genuinely believe you must be retarded in some way to derive any enjoyment from it. No exception to that rule. I've heard. Oh no, you've not seen it. So the only thing random I've heard about it that I'm intrigued about is there's supposed to be some. Weird, um, the wire, very meta wire, wire gag in there. Somewhere. No, but it's it's not clever. It is absolute bollocks. <laughs> That's the one good thing about it. No, it isn't. The I think some. Actually, I don't know the wire, but some guy who's in the wire who plays such an awful character in this film. He took. He mentions the wire twice, oh, and really? he does an impression of one of the characters from the wire. I just saw some blog article briefly mentioning it. I was like, what? Uh, well, Empire Review mentioned it. Oh, okay, had it. Oh, not, I've had no little interest in the film. Okay. Oh nice. my god, it is awful. Yeah. So bad. Not as sophisticated little wink towards something as um, crossbow and. No, definitely not as subtle <laughs> as that. But no, no, really bad film. So no, no more needs to be said about that. I mean, I've seen some more stuff on DVD and stuff like that. But is it? Uh, Have you got any, any highlights? Like, um, I see a couple of nothing that blew me away. Uh, Rest your prayer. I won't talk about it again, but we we brought brought I brought it up last week, which obviously nobody's in here. But rest your prayer. That was it's decent, solid documentary. Um, left me a little bit cold, but um, but it, it didn't blow you away, Dave. Didn't blow me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some bad taste. Anyway, um, uh, I saw Machete, <laughs> which is 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 my sort of film, but um, I did enjoy it as expected. Although I must admit, I did I I got a bit bored of it by towards the end. To be honest, it was a little long and. Um, I, I don't know, it was, one, it was one of these films that's so over the top. It's supposed to be over the top, obviously, and I liked over the top elements. But after a while, it was a bit like, okay, yeah, we get the picture. Um, so it, it, I, I didn't like it quite as much as uh, some of the others. I actually preferred Planet Terror, I think, I quite enjoyed Planet Terror. And I'm still excited about Hobo with a Shotgun, though, because it looks, it looks incredible. What? Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> I don't um, even know what that is. Oh, you, oh I'm mad. It's, it's one of the, it's, it's another film that started from the, off as okay, a trailer yeah. from Grindhouse. Um, but this actually looks really good. It's directed by a... Oh, I can't remember his name. It's, I think he's a first-time feature director, actually. I think... I, I don't know how he got the... I, don't, I can't remember his name, but it's a Canadian director, and he's done it very low-budget. Um, but it actually looks really impressive. It, it, it's um, it's a bit more... It's very gory from the trailers, but in, more in, in, the ter- in the sort of Machine Girl-style Japanese... This new wave of Japanese ultra-violent comedies. It looks a bit like that, but also... Visually, it looks really interesting. It's like low budget, but they've not just whacked a, a, a After Effects effect on like Tarantino and uh, and Rob Rodriguez did. It's actually got more of a style of its own. It, it looks more like um, uh, Dario Argento's films in the seventies. It's really, really garish, bold colours, and uh, it just looks interesting from a visual standpoint. And and to be honest, the reviews have been really positive, um, a lot more positive than the, some of the other Grindhouse reviews. 
um, have been. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, but I imagine it won't be a film for everyone, but um, awesome. it's going to be a film for me. Um, what have we got? What's coming out soon? Obviously, we've got Attack the Block, which we're all going to see straight after this podcast. Yeah, that comes Ooh, out um, officially. Comes out on Friday, but it's one of these Wednesday, Thursday preview yeah. things. So we're off to watch uh, Attack the Block tonight. Um, so, I, honestly, I am so fucking intrigued about this film. I yeah. want to love it. I want it to be so. I want the I tone want to, to, yeah. to be nailed. I mean, the reviews have been good, but I'm expecting not to like it. Just the trailer, just I don't know. Oh, it exactly looks so shit. It's not just but, um, and stereotype. I've read his features on about like like this really accurate portrayal of um, sort of like a, a London youth, and I was oh just like, God, you're joking. What? No one speaks like that. Yeah, not from what I've seen in the trailers. And do, you admit- out, do you hang out in um, South London? Yeah, I do actually. That's where I've got a um, flat in um, South London. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, council estates. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Like- yeah, I do. I'm, I'm no, but the thing is, I personally, I'm I'm prepared to go with that. I'll I'll see. Oh, I would. But I am prepared to go with that because if it's cheesy, I think stereotypes do come from somewhere. And I think young people do go over the top. And no, no, no. For me, they don't look like stereotypes. For me, they look like they look like rich actors trying to do a stereotype. Oh, they just don't pull it off for me. They just yeah. don't. Really? But, I mean, I know I don't come from South London, but it sounds I, fake instantly without even being from I South London. I thought they were. Um, sort of young non-actors. No, so I, I recognise some of them from TV. I bet they're not. I don't think they're. I bet they're not. No, no. The thing is, obviously, kind of Adam Cornish or Joe Cornish, sorry, who's a middle-class white guy who's doing all this sort of street. Like, it's... You can hear him behind it. Yeah, exactly. Like, but oh, really, yeah, but for, but I, I will. I don't care about that. Like I said, I'm not. But you know, Mike Lee films have all these really heightened. Yeah. Over, but so as long as it tonally, oh, yeah. it just fits. The world, yeah, I'll, I'll go with it, and I, you know, but we'll, we'll, we will see. But um, I want it to be brilliant. I'm expecting it to be shite. Cool. Well, also out this week, uh, Taxi Drive's getting released. Uh, I was going to say, isn't <laughs> it? It's not... um, which is cool, great. It'd be nice to see that on the big screen. If yeah, it comes I've never seen yet. that actually, so it'd be Ooh. great to see it yeah, first time on the big film. screen. Up, but it's good. Uh, take me home tonight. Anyone know what that is? <laughs> oh, sorry, if that was a request. As I was, like, well, <laughs> let's see how the meal goes, Dave. <laughs> but, yeah, that comes out. Uh, don't know what it is. I've not done my research this week. Uh, the way that is. Um... <laughs> oh, is that something else? I think I thought it was something else. What do you? What? What is it? The way the Emilio Estevez directed film. Yeah. What's so horrible? About that? I don't know much about it to be honest. Oh, oh, oh exactly, Dave. Okay, right. I just saw the poster. I thought that looks intriguing. No, no. Right. What it is? It's about Emilio Estevez is in it, and he's directing his dad. Yeah, but... Should we, should we oh, get his brother involved? No, that doesn't bother. No, no, no. Okay, the story. I fuck knows what the story is. Yeah. All I know is, is that they go on a massive walk. Yeah, they go on, they go on a famous walk. It's like a, it's yeah. a, it's a um, pilgrimage walk where they're basically. I think the dad's dying, and it's sort of like this. Like, he's got regrets, yeah, and he's going on a walk. Oh, something, some bollocks. Oh, I don't know what it, it looks so pretentious. Yeah, it looks awful. I don't think Mr. Yeah. Estevez is in it loads, though. I think it's all. He's like, this, cameo, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I've only really seen the poster. I, I don't know. I can remember Emilio Estevez's last film getting some reasonable reviews. The JFK Bobby. one. But yeah. So I was intrigued. I don't know. Martin Sheen's Did he do one decent one? actor. He, he might have done. I don't know. But no, no. I, I've not seen trailers. I just... Oh, I, got, I got a press release. It looks awful. And, I don't know. The poster looks intriguing. Yeah. I like going on long walks. <laughs> but uh, no, anyway. Yeah, I do. I don't like watching other people going on on there. <laughs> Journey know. of self-discovery, I'm sure. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm quite. I'm, I, I oh, know. you can watch that one. I though, like maybe. my uh, Men in the Wilderness movies. Um, <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, anyway, <laughs> right, Red Hill. Does that take me home tonight? Is that it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Hill. Don't know much about that. I'm really bad this week. Just talk about the ones you know, then, Dave. Because yeah. um, 
<laughs> That's <laughs> it, right? See, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a screaming man. I've heard about that. I think it's a documentary about me wrong. Um, UGO 3D is coming out. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be shit. Um, <laughs> okay, and on the 18th of May, so next week, is Pirates of the Caribbean is actually going to be coming out. Mm, Which, to be honest, I don't know. To be honest, I, I, I didn't like the last two Pirates of the Caribbean films at all. Um, so I did lose interest when I heard they were making a new one. I was like, no, I don't give a shit. But to be honest, the last trailer, it looked... Because I quite enjoyed the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. It was just good, old-fashioned sort of fun. This does look a little bit more like that to me, where it, there's... For me, the last couple of films, there were too many characters. There was too much going on. It was too complicated, and it was just it just annoyed but me, and bored me. But not complicated, really. But this one looks like they might have. I'm hoping it might just be me imagining things from the trailer. But it looks like they have it's sort of pared it. it down a little bit. They've got rid of a bit of the cast. They've got rid of all I know, Bloom and Kieran Knightley, which is always a bonus. So I don't know. I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I think it should hopefully be a sort of fun, a fun sort of simple. Simple fun like the first one was, but I don't know. I don't know. Do you know we'll what? See. Guess what? Some mermaids in it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so the trailer. I mean, I, I thought the first one was overrated. The second one was so bad, I ate my arm in the <laughs> cinema. Um, third one, I've never be, been bothered to fucking watch it because somebody I was with at the time loved the Barrett to the Caribbean films, and even they said the third one was shit. Yeah. So I refused to go with them. And I thought, well, no. So I'm not even that interested in this one either, to be honest. No. Um, I'll probably see it then. Oh, Win Win is out. Um, oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. What's that about? It's uh, I'm not sure exactly so, what it's about, but I know it's it's the guy who did uh, the station agent agent, and, and it's um, Paul Giamatti is in it. Yeah, and he did. Oh uh, yes, I've seen. Yeah, when it's like a you know yeah. textbook fucking indie film, down and out guy. Or, I can't remember but either. It, but it's supposed to be pretty decent. And yeah, I, I did I did enjoy the station agent, although I didn't see his follow up. So that's supposed to be very good. The visitor is supposed to be very good. Uh, Julie's eyes. I recognise the name. I can't remember what happened. Yeah, that Link. that rings a bell to me. It's in the po- the posters are all over the tubes. Oh, yeah. I see. Is that right? Yeah, and, and not much else. Well, that, that is, I mean, Vidal Sassoon, the movie. Yeah. Um, is actually meant to be very good. It did quite well on the festival circuit. And again, on that podcast series I listened to, he had an interview with the writer and director of that, and it sounds really interesting. It sounds okay. sounds well, yeah. I do like a good documentary. Yeah. Yeah, it's meant to be a very very good film. Cool. There's a, another re-release is The Great White Silence, which is an old classic documentary about uh, about the Holocaust, I believe. Um, Great yeah. White Silence. 1920s? I think it is. Oh, I might be getting this something else. But yeah, it's from the 20s. Very old. Um, yeah. So if but it's not in the 20s, then. If it's about Holocaust. the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> 1924. Oh, yeah. Some kind of future prediction film. Yeah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about <laughs> so that. Did Hitler watch that and go, mm, I've got an idea? <laughs> I think I'm getting a mix of something else. Maybe it's something similar, but but not the whole I am getting a mix of something else, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not about the whole You know about the great Jewish it silence? Cool. It could be. You know about kill the, the Jews? Kill the war. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, ignore that. But I, I think it's supposed to be good. <laughs> and it's, get, it's getting re-released. Yeah, well done, Dave. 80 yeah. or 90 years, so... Maybe they've yeah. just found it. <laughs> Brilliant. Fire of Babylon sounds but, interesting. But that's right. As I say, there's Palermo shooting coming out, which Vin Vendor's got made in 2008. It's only just come out now, so mm, must be it's good. probably not a good sign. Um, but nothing else that, that jumps out at me, actually. It's not there's a film day. called Emulsion coming out. At paint. Oh, watching paint dry. Yeah. Is that like um, watching a Terrence Malick film? <laughs> but yeah, no, no, but uh, as I say, mainly just Pants Caribbean, I guess, is going to dominate for a while. At the box office and hopefully attack the block. Well, because it's a, selfishly because it's a British film, I hope it does quite well. Although if I hate it, I'll probably 
change your mind. Um, yeah, um, I'm sure you'll hear all about that in our next podcast. A couple of weeks. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll get some food. Yeah, I think that's about it. So we'll wrap this up and uh, yeah, keep listening. Bye. Well, no, it's the end. Bye.